Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Lamar Bart, Scott, and Freddie Coleman, thanks for being with us on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin on ESPN Radio and ESPN News, presented by Progressive Insurance. At Progressive, they're making things even easier. They'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. And New York had a lot of action happening yesterday involving the NBA draft, involving the NFL, definitely involving Major League Baseball. Anthony Rizzo on his way from Chicago Cubs to the New York Yankees. Going to discuss that, excuse me, more in detail when Buster Owen, the ESPN Major League Baseball insider, joins in 10 minutes with that reaction and the latest on the MLB trading deadline that ends today at 4 o'clock. But switching gears, going to the National Football League. Zach Wilson, the Jets. Scientist contract. You know this organization. You play for that organization. It's not a question of how did it get done? We knew it was going to get done. Yeah. But really, what now with the Jets now having that guy who they want to be the starting quarterback when week one rolls around, Bart? Well, he, I, like I said before yesterday, this was a nothing burger, right? Because it was only day one. I mean, they only had an hour and 20-minute practice when I was there on Monday. Mm-hmm. And understanding that both sides were going to come up with a, a bit of a compromise so both sides can feel like they won. Like uh, Zach Wilson gets his signing bonus, I think, 15 days after he signs. He gets his $23 million. So, you know, he's good there. And, and they get the language that they want. They, 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 get, they, they get the offset language that they want. Like I said before, only the Jaguars and the Rams have that type of don't have that type of offset language in their contract. And, you know, both teams, you know, they can go hug, kiss, and, and talk about how we all knew we wanted to get it done. And what I found odd is, you know, the optics of what Zach Wilson had to do. Like, why is he getting on a red eye? Bro, if you know you're mm-hmm. going to get this done or you believe that you're going to get it done, why are you still out in L.A. vacationing, man? Like, come on now. You should have been somewhere around here, you know, you know, stay in the city or something so that you can get there faster. And, you know, what you don't want to do is hit the ground tired and, and, and lethargic and behind. But he, he'll catch up. Right. They'll be fine. But now it's time for him to live up to expectations, which is, is a big task, right, because they don't have a great roster. I, I yeah. like what, you know, what Joe Douglas and, and, and what Salah has put around him. You talk about strong running game. They have a, a lot of depth at the running back position. You know, the, the acquisition of Morgan Moses, I think, puts them over the top because I think that left side potentially can be maybe the one, the most physically dominating sides if, if we're comparing Vera Tucker to Quentin Nelson. Mm-hmm. We know that Beckton is from the old school, right? He likes to – he's like Clubber Lane. You, you look in the camera like, <laughs> what do you predict? Pain, right? You know, he's out there. He's throwing a road the, Yeah, he's out there throwing the haymakers. You know, he's going to take the next step. He came together in, in tremendous shape, but now it gives you a guy that can get to the second level. Maybe Noah. I mean, maybe Fant and some of these other guys. They're all competing for one open spot, and I believe it's that right guard. You know, if you can, you know, create a lot of competition. That's what I love about this roster. They created a lot of competition. You know, no, no longer can guys come through those front doors and just assume that they have a spot that's penciled. You know, it's, it's in pencil now. It's erasable. It's not. Right. It's not written down in pen. You know, so you have to say, hey, take tip your hat off to Joe Douglas. In a short period of time, he's been able to do that. They have two future first-round draft picks next year where they can continue to build this roster. C.J. Mosley looks tremendous. Now, I think people forget, for everything that you believe that Fred Warner is, everything that you uh, Levante David is, you know, that's what C.J. Mosley was. And I think him being pretty much not playing for opting out last year and what he showed, you know, Jet fans that one game that he played, you know, with the pick six, the sacks and all that stuff. He's all over the place. Right. Yeah. He, he can be Fred Warner in this defense – you know, I think that they're going to have a, a better season than most people anticipate. The one thing I will say about this as a Jets fan, they look like they finally know what they're doing for the first time in a while. Yeah. And I know Robert Sala hasn't coached one game yet. I know Zach Wilson hasn't played one game yet. But it seemed like it was a release. Yeah. 
especially your Joe Douglas, because he was basically doing the orders of Adam Gase because Adam Gase had power and stroke in that organization. Well, Adam Gase got him his opportunity. Right. So he had to, even though he was the GM, he really had to bow down at the feet of Adam Gase, yeah. who thought he was Bill Belichick. He wasn't even Charlie Brown from that well, standpoint. Well, to, to sum it up, he's the coordinator at the high school in, I think, Ypsilanti, Michigan right now. So, Oh, really? Yeah, that's how far he's fallen. I feel sorry well, for he's still getting he was still getting that check though. He's still yeah. he's still that's he's, true. He's still getting the jet still paying. Let's not let's have a, not have a pity party for Adam Gates. On the first and the fifteenth, that's <laughs> yeah. regular, no yeah, doubt yeah, about exactly. that. But I feel sorry for the quarterback at Ypsilanti High School if Adam Gates <laughs> is your your quarterback coordinator head coach. Well, well, he can handle the offensive part. It was the fact that he couldn't be a leader of men. And when you look Absolutely. at Robert Sala, Robert Sala seems to be a leader of men. All gas, no brakes is their mantra. You see it everywhere. And, you know, they play and they practice with a speed and a tempo that I haven't seen since the Rex Ryan days. He gives them a personality and an identity, and they know what, the, what is ex- expected of them. And let's see if they can live up to it, right? right. Let's see if, they can tra- if that can translate to game day, making the decisions. And Robert Sala is going to struggle a little bit. He's going to maybe struggle with time management here or something like that. Rookie but head coach, we right. know what we're looking for when we see it. We want to see it, right? You are what you put on film. And let's see if this is a team that plays all gas, no breaks. Let's see if they play with a reckless abandon, organized chaos, as we used to call it, you know, with, with Rex Ryan. You know, but they're off to a good start. I'm excited to see Elijah Moore, that competition at the slot, you know, them getting Jameson Crowder to take a pay cut. You know, you look on the outside, Corey Davis, you know, um, Denzel Mims, who I believe, you know, would have had the same type of season if healthy. You know, much like uh, Chase Claypool, he gives them a, a guy with a huge catch radius, but a guy that can also stretch the field and run deep. So, listen, the future is bright. I'm a little concerned with the cornerback position. You know, but Marcus May, and I think they have probably one of the best defensive lines. When you think about Carl Lawson, you think about Quentin Williams, you think about Sheldon Rankins, if he can get back to to form, you know, uh, Fadakasi is a guy that's going to pr- provide a lot of depth. So that's what it's all about, depth and competition. And they still have a boatload of money to spend. So when you talk about that secondary, uh, you talk about that secondary um, free agent market, you know, they can be able to tap it in. It's a lot of disgruntled guys, you know, disgruntled right now. Xavier Howard's disgruntled. You know, maybe you can make a trade because the Jets have a future first. They have two first-round draft picks. You know, you think about Chandler Jones as disgruntled and, and feeling unappreciated in Arizona. You know, so it's a lot of moves that Joe Douglas can make. Let's see how he, he continues to navigate and build this roster. Great stuff by Bart Scott, Freddie Coleman, in together on G- Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin on ESPN Radio and ESPN News. And you made the point in terms of making moves. The Wizards made their move Ooh. in terms of going to the Lakers, saying, "We, you want Russell Westbrook? He's bye, bye, Los, Brody. He's from Long Beach. He wants to come home. Forty-four million dollars. Forty-four million. <laughs> I want to take Forty-seven million next year. Do you want to write that check? The Lakers said yes, so now he's a part of the Los Angeles Lakers. Montrez Harrell, Kentavious Caldwell Pope, and Kyle Kuzma. They're now Washington Wizards, and now all the attention is on Bradley Beal. And I'll say this. If I'm the New York Knicks, I know Bradley Bill said, I do not want to leave Washington. Yeah, okay. I'm kicking the tires on that. I'm, I'm, I'm finding, okay, how much do you really want to be in Washington? How well, that, much do you want to do that? Well, that was, said, that was said before the Brody trade, right? Because you saw, like, you know, at the second half when they got healthy that they were a dynamic duel. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know who you are. You know what your limitations are, you know, with that roster. And you can't believe in the organization saying that, hey, we believe that the Washington Wizards were going to continue to be able to build around me and put a winning team. The East is starting to get loaded. And who knows? There's been reports that Kawhi Leonard may want to go to the Miami Heat. That's just, that just makes another super team <laughs> in the East, right? right. So, so you better go and say, you know what, Bradley Bill, you know, uh, Julius Randle, that's a start. You know, I still think they're a star away. But if you get Bradley Bill, that's your superstar, right? You have 
Randolph, that's your star. And you have to go out if you're the Knicks to go get another superstar. But you know that, you know, they're going to play the right way. You know, they're going to be well coached. But, you know, when they went against, you know, the Hawks, I think it exposed a lot of their warts. It exposed that, listen, this team has a ceiling. They need some more scoring. They need some more people that can create. It can't be all on ISO ball and giving Julius Randle the, you know, giving Julius Randle the ball and saying, hey, go make something happen for us. He needs some help around him. And Bradley Bill would be a tremendous upgrade. But I think that's just a move that would be – one of many that would be needed to be made to make the Knicks a legitimate contender in the East. Bradley Bill wants to be the man in Washington. I'm going to say this right out loud. If he gets traded to the Knicks, he will be the man in New York. Oh, yeah, no, people forget all about Julius Randle. Nothing against him. He'll, be, he'll, be, he'll become Charles Oakley. Well, he'll be better than Oakley. Well, no, but, I'm saying but, we'll look at him he'll, like Oakley. He'll be Oakley to the Ewing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's right. That's a good point because Randall and Randall just wants to win. I don't think he cares about being the man. Yeah. We'll see. Because, give, him a little, give, give him some cheese on his taco. <laughs> Whatever that is yeah. that can end this drought because the last time the Knicks won the world championship, gas was free in this country. <laughs> at a certain point, you're yeah. thinking we got to show steps. Last year was a great step, no doubt about it. Nobody yeah. saw the Knicks being the fourth seed and getting right. into the playoffs. Nobody saw that. But now what are you going to do to get to that next step? Yeah, well, that, you know, last year was about showing everybody that we have adults in the building, that it's not a dysfunctional organization. You know, you think about Kevin Durant and all these other guys. It's cool, right? And we saw, right. How, we saw how giddy Zion was when he said he came to the Mecca, the energy that Absolutely. was in the building. They and got people are starting him. to pay attention. You saw the Nets, right, do the same thing. And they're taking that same path that the Nets took to be able to say, hey, we're safe here. Now let's cash in some of these young assets and let's get some superstars for the greatest arena in all of sports. Bart Scott, Freddie, come here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin on ESPN Radio and also ESPN News, excuse me. Don't forget about ALE's Battle Sunday. Tampa Bay Rays hosting the Boston Red Sox. It is presented by Samsung. Comes mm. to Sunday Night Baseball begins at 6 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. And at 7 p.m. on ESPN, Buster Oni will be on the call for that game, and Buster Oni is with us right now. Bust a bus! Yeah, this is how you bring my boy in. Oh, no you got to bring a man right. Bumping Buster, with Buster, no what it doubt is about right it. now. Buster, what it is right now. What up, Buster Bus? Buster Oni. Yeah. What it is, Buster. what it is. What it is is what it is. It's Buster Oni, ESPN Baseball Insider. Don't forget he'll be part of the Baseball Tonight trade deadline special, 2 to 4.30 Eastern time on ESPN today. He'll join Carl Ravitch, Eduardo Perez, Tim Kirchner, Jeff Passan, and Kylie McDaniel. Buster, when I say the Yankees trading for Anthony Rizzo from the Cubs, what do you say? Uh, I uh, respect the fact that the Yankees are still trying to win. Like they are at this point, uh, a long shot to make the playoffs. You know, they have to go in through the uh, wild card route, which means they're playing, uh, you know, potentially a one game elimination uh, to advance in the postseason because they're likely not to catch the Red Sox. And you know what? They're trying. Anthony Rizzo is a great fit for them. But I do wonder if part of the Yankees thinking was, you know what? We like Anthony Rizzo. He helps make us uh, more left-handed. There's more balance. He's a great defender. But we also keep him away from the Red Sox. I am shocked hmm. that the Red Sox did not finish a deal for Rizzo because Rizzo was an absolutely perfect fit for what the Red Sox need in this moment for their team. Instead, the Yankees get him. And now we get to have fun and think about, okay, what's the top of the Yankees lineup going to look like, right, with D.J. LeMahieu. And you hit Rizzo second and you hit Gallo second. And then Judge third, um, it is a potent lineup um, that's going to score a lot of runs. 
Now, when you talk about that, they they failed to score runs yesterday with um, with Cole at the at the hill. As, as as I think we forget that they got blew out by the Rays. Um, but when you look at Joey Gallo being able to be out there at center field, and maybe when when will we see? I know around town it's been when will John Carlos Stanton be ready to play left field? As you will want to try and get you know, the oldest utility player. I call him Bruce Willis. You know, Brett Gardner out there and left Phil out of there and start making Giancarlo Stan earn some of that money. I Well, the last conversation I had with Aaron Boone about that, you know, they talked about sort of getting him uh, ready. But even, even, Bart, even if he comes and plays, it's not like it's going to be an everyday thing, right? Uh, it's not like something where suddenly you're going to see him out there five days out of six. Uh, you know, part of the reason why I think they, that Joey Gallo is attractive to them is that uh, he actually is someone who adds to their athleticism. Despite the fact that he's 6'5 and 230, he is a phenomenal athlete. He's always among the best base runners in baseball. He, you know, a gold glove winner who can play left, he can play center, he can play right, he can play, he can play first base if you ask him to. I actually think these two acquisitions more are more likely to lock in Stanton uh, being a DH than than getting time in the outfield. We'll see. Our man Buster on the ESPN Baseball Insider on Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin on ESPN Radio. He's Bart Scott. I'm Freddie Coleman. I know Yankee fans, I know they still live in the age of Steinbrennerism in terms of, okay, we got these two. Is it going to be enough? Are the Yankees done with making moves at the trading deadline? No. I think they're still going to keep grinding at it uh, and then go through today and see if stuff is available to them, uh, you know, whether it's a relief pitcher, you know, maybe a back-end starter. And a guy I'm watching all day today is Trevor Story of the Colorado Rockies. You know, the Rockies front office, I think, has finally convinced ownership to at least look at some potential deals. And, look, if you're the Yankees and you've shoved so many uh, chips in the middle of the table, if you think of this like a poker match, a poker game, you know, with the contracts of Stanton, with the contracts of Garrett Cole, this is this team's window to win. Then you add Joey Gallo. Then you add Anthony Rizzo. Who knows? You know, maybe as today goes along, a deal for a shortstop becomes available so that uh, whether it's a Trevor Story or a Javier Baez or somebody like that, you can put that player at shortstop and then slide Glaber Torres over to second base, a position where he's more comfortable and you build the type of lineup production that uh, the Yankees front office had envisioned in the offseason. I think they'll still be working on stuff today. I'm glad that you brought up Javier Baez because, I mean, Steve Cohen, you know, owner of the Mets, have been writing a lot of checks, right? He's been saying a lot of stuff, entertaining the fans on, on Twitter. When do we expect the Mets to make a big move? Because Javier Baez said that he would love to play with Lindor. So when do we see them make a move? Because at first, this is supposed to be the Mets' window to be able to, to try and steal the town from the Yankees. Now, we both know that that can't happen. Never but happen. we want to see them be a little bit more active. When did he start spending some of that 15 billy that he got? I think he's going to spend some today. Look, the, the two teams under the most pressure as today starts are the Giants, who watch the Padres and Dodgers make all these moves, and the Mets. Uh, because of the fact that there's a high expectation among Mets fans that they're going to do something, right? That's been the signal from Steve Cohen all along. Now, he did, remember that tweet about 10 days ago when he basically signaled the the Mets' intentions and and posing the question to fans, look, if you're a general manager and you could pay really high prices now or wait till later when they might be more reasonable, what would you do? Which told you that they were going to wait to go down to the stretch. They've had conversations with the Cubs about uh, Chris Bryant, who makes a lot of sense for the Mets. They've actually talked to other teams about J.D. Davis, 
their current third baseman, uh, about him being shipped out. Uh, there's a possible combination with the Cubs, not only for Bryant, but maybe a back-end starter like Zach Davies. But I think today they will do something. And I tell you this, if they don't do something and then somehow the Mets were to not win that division, uh, you know, if the Braves were to come back, if the Phillies were to run them down, the fan base would go nuts. And I think Steve Cohen, a you know, lifelong Mets fan, is well aware of that. Buster Owen, ESPN Baseball Insider, joining Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin. Thanks to the Goodyear Hotline and ESPN Radio and ESPN News. Brought to you by Goodyear, helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear more driven. He's Bart Scott. I'm Freddie Coleman. Going back to the Dodgers. It's one <laughs> thing to get Max Scherzer. Come on, man. But to get Trey Turner. I'm, I'm sure the Padres are going, what? I know the Dodgers had that money, had that, that risk-reward behavior. But how did this happen, beating those two teams to those two dudes? Yeah, and the Dodgers... Uh, in the last five years, they become the masters of the big, uh, you know, trade deadline blockbuster. You guys remember they were the team that traded for you, Darvish, at the twenty-fourth hour. They were the team that made the move for Manny Machado. Uh, and so yesterday, when those first reports came out that the Padres and Nationals were close on a Scherzer deal, you did wonder what the response was going to be in the Dodgers front office because last weekend, I can tell you this, they were tr- uh, closely tracking the availability uh, of Max Scherzer, but. You know, I think there's a perception that the Dodgers have the super team, and now you add Max Scherzer and Trey Turner on top of it. I don't agree with that. I think this is a team that's that's legitimately filling uh, filling legitimate needs in this moment. You know, uh, Mookie Betts was so great last year. He's not had a great year this year, and he's got some nagging injuries. He's not the same player so far this year, and so they needed an upgrade in offense. Cody Bellinger. You know, former National League MVP. Guys, he's been terrible. Like, he's hitting, like, 165. And so by adding Trey Turner, uh, you augment the offense. You also improve your flexibility in terms of, you know, having somebody, whether it's Betts who's not going to produce as much or whether it's Bellinger's not going to produce as much, he's going to help you out. And keep in mind, Corey Seager's a free agent at year's end. So if he moves on in free agency and he's represented by Scott Boris, who typically takes the biggest offer, then they can slide Trey Turner in as their shortstop in 2022. Hey, Buster, any updates on where we think we will ever see or would it be a conclusion to uh, you know, Trevor Bauer and what he's dealing with from a legal standpoint? No end in sight. Um, of course, his hearing has been postponed to the third week of August at this point. And let's face it, you know the, ca- the baseball calendar is, is fast running out on him, even being a possibility to come back this year. But I really believe that the Dodgers internally turned the page on him when, uh, you know, the sign of that came when they pulled all of his, you know, the bobblehead day and all of his merchandise out of their stores. I think that told you everything about how the Dodgers are feeling about Trevor Bowers as we move forward, that he is persona non grata. Buster, 30 seconds left. Boston Red Sox, Tampa Bay Rays at the top of the AL East. Red Sox and first Tampa Bay Rays right on their tails. What do you expect from those two teams at the deadline today, especially they got a big weekend series this weekend in Tampa? Yeah, I think the Rays will add around the edges if they have opportunities. You know, the, the those type of buys. Um, i, I got to believe that the Red Sox are going to do something today, mm-hmm. uh, you know, add some sort of pitching. They've been surprising me so far in how passive they've been relative to their position in the American League East. Giving you the what it is right now. That is Buster Olney, the ESPN Baseball <laughs> Insider. Great, great job as always. Always good to catch up with you, Buster. You take care and be well, my man.
See you, Freddie. See you, Bart. See you. Outstanding. So, by the way, the Rays Red Sox Sunday Night Baseball bus is going to be there in this Sunday Night Baseball preview brought to you by Samsung Galaxy. You won't be able to go back to mediocre after this. Are you ready for this life? Find out at Samsung.com slash reserve. He's Bart Scott. I'm Freddie Coleman on Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin. It's not just the Major League Baseball trading deadline that everybody's following. The latest on the NBA trades and only guy can do it by dropping those bombs. Roach is next on KJZ on ESPN Radio. Russell Westbrook to the Lakers. Brody is going back to his hometown of L.A. Ooh. Talking about smoke in the city. Westbrook, a pull-up jumper. Good. This is the Westbrook Show. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Have you ridden an electric e bike yet? You need to check out Electric e bikes today, the number one selling e bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. With the first pick in the 2021 NBA Draft, the Detroit Pistons select Cade Cunningham from Oklahoma State University. I'm Freddie Coleman, part of Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin on ESPN Radio and ESPN News, and this is Sports Center right now. NBA Draft taking place last night at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, and as expected, the Detroit Pistons select former Oklahoma State star Cade Cunningham, number one overall. But despite the draft happening last night, the Lakers and the Wizards said, you know what, move over. They orchestrate a blockbuster trade for former MVP Russell Westbrook. That's what sources told Adrian Wojnarowski ESPN. The Lakers will send Kyle Kuzma, Montrez Harrell, Kentavis Caldwell-Pope, and the 22nd overall pick last night, Kentucky bigman Isaiah Jackson. Westbrook goes back home. He's from Long Beach, and he started UCLA in college. L.A. and Washington, wasn't, they were not done making trades, but in a different sport. ESPN Baseball Insider Jeff Passon reported that the Dodgers will acquire All-Stars Max Scherzer and Trey Turner from the Washington Nationals in a return for a package of four prospects. The trade is yet to be finalized, but all signs point to it getting done as the Dodgers will bolster their roster in pursuit of the ninth straight NL West Division Championship and their second straight World Series title. Meanwhile, Scherzer and Turner weren't the only huge names moved around yesterday. The New York Yankees added uh, to the acquisition of Joey Gallo by trading for Anthony Rizzo from the Chicago Cubs. 
Both of those bats are needed for the New York Yankees, especially when it comes to left-handed production at the plate. They rank 29th in Major League Baseball in average OPS and RBIs. Rizzo has hit 14 home runs and 40 RBIs driven in this season. The trade deadline is at 4 p.m. Eastern today. You can check out the trade deadline special starting at 2 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN. But enough of that when it comes to baseball. Agent Wozniarowski, he is here, about to give us that straight talk. Brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. ESPN senior NBA insider joining us here in studio on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Number one, Kendrick Perkins was mad at you. (laughs) Every time they talked about a pick in the draft, then a trade would happen. He said, man, in the production meeting, (laughs) we didn't talk about this. You know, me and Wozniarowski have to have a conversation (laughs) outside of the first pick of the draft. What really jumped out to you, Adrian, what we saw last night? Well, I think you saw, you know, certainly – uh, a draft where there was a great premium on being in that top 10. You know, you saw Memphis jump up earlier this week to get that 10th temp- pick. They took Zaire Williams out of uh, Stanford. Uh, you know, I think this is a draft where teams really thought they got better. I mean, this is, right. I think, uh, lottery depth, you know, further down. And, uh, you know, Oklahoma City continues, you know, to load <laughs> up. Uh, Josh Giddy at number six was interesting to me, the Australian playmaker. Um, you know, that the Thunder picked up. You're going to see them. They just did it. They just completed another trade a little while ago. I uh, just reported Derek Favors from Utah. And guess what? They get another first round pick with them. Oh, good Lord. Um, they've got them uh, for years. But if you're going to rebuild in a small market, that's how you do it. You're going to have to do it through the draft. And you're going to try to have to hit on, you know, a few of these guys to become stars. But it was, uh, it was a wild night, obviously, punctuated with with the Westbrook trade. Yeah, yeah. Let's, uh, listen, I love Kay Cunningham, Detroit fan, but let's get to the, to the Westbrook trade as LeBron, the general manager, strikes again. <laughs> but how does, the, how does the Brody work with that roster, right? You, you would think they would want some more outside shooting around him and Anthony Davis as you think that LeBron is a, you know, a guy that wants those driving lanes. Anthony Davis operates down there. How does the Brody you know, fit in there, and how did this come, come about? It's an interesting fit because you're right. You, you typically – you know, because LeBron and Anthony Davis draw so much attention defensively, you need shooting around him. We know that's not what Russ is, but listen, Russ is as unique of a player uh, that, that we've seen in this generation. He plays the game in a way that uh, kind of goes against the grain of in this modern age, and he had a fantastic season with the Wizards last year and right. pulled, brought them back with Bradley Beal and got them into the postseason. Uh, and he brings a ferocity to that team, to that city. Mm-hmm. He obviously played at UCLA. He's from Southern California. He really wanted this. He wanted this to happen. And I think when, you know, the chance to go, not just go home, but go play for a championship contender, yeah. you know, I think that Washington team, they're going to continue building around Bradley Beal. And, uh, <laughs> the, the, but does Bradley Beal want them well, to build around well, Bradley Beal? He, he does. Is he frustrated? He does. No, because listen, Bradley Beal had a chance to tell them, listen, I've got a year left on my contract, and why don't you guys start looking for a trade for me? Um, I can leave next year. That's not what he told the Wizards. Okay. And so now, you know, you, you take back the package from L.A. Um, not a lot of great value, and I still, still think Kyle Kuzma can, can be <laughs> you know, a, a good player. LeBron drove him to the airport. Yeah. Just well, be honest. It, it, listen, like, they, they, see you later. Yeah, and I think for the Wizards now, you know, because Russ's contract is so enormous – it gives you some flexibility now financially, you know, I think next season to go out um, and try to find a co-star in free agency 
for Bradley Beal. But, you know, that Supermax is going to be there for him to sign. And mm-hmm. I think you're going to see more and more players sort of look at it as instead of leaving in free agency and taking less money to go somewhere mm-hmm. else, sign the Supermax contract. Sign that you, you can get paid more, of course, by your own team. And as you've seen in this league, if you want to be traded, even if you have multiple years left on your contract, you typically you get the trade you want. It's almost like being in the transfer portal anymore. <laughs> yeah. You, you, you yeah, don't have to be a free agent. So I think Bradley Beal, Washington, they try to keep moving forward. But this is going to be fascinating to watch Russ in L.A. Uh, with LeBron, Anthony Davis, and, and this group. I mean, you talk about that massive contract. What flexibility does this give the Lakers financially to be able to put something around the three? Because we saw Zero. that Anthony Davis – we know that Anthony Davis can't stay healthy, right? And right. throughout his career, we know that he's battled injuries. LeBron is getting older, and the Brody is old too. So, like, how can they fill this roster around? And also, two-part question, does now the pressure to win a championship fall on Westbrook more or still on James Harden? Well, let's start with that Laker roster first. You know, Taylor Horton Tucker is their own free restricted free agent. I think you'll see them, you know, find a way to get a deal done with him. He's going to play a bigger role on this team. But outside of Marcus Saul, he's the only other real you know, rotation player that's under contract. And so you are limited financially to who you can bring in, what you can pay him. You're going to, you know, I think there's a $6 million mid-level exception and then a bunch of minimum deals. And you have to hope you know, that players who get out in the marketplace and maybe that guy who thought he was a five, six, seven, eight, nine million dollar a year guy doesn't get that. And then it's, do I go to the Lakers for a minimum? Do I go on a one-year deal to try to win a championship, mm-hmm. try to improve my value, go play with this group? But you're right, they're going to need shooting around that group. I think every, every team in the league who has star power like LeBron, AD, Westbrook, you know, everybody is chasing down those shooters. This is a league where... You know, certainly the role players have to make shots because star players gather so much attention defensively. But it's going to be a challenge for the Lakers to do that, to, to, resh- to um, uh, rebuild this roster. And you have three, you know, certainly Westbrook, LeBron, two older players, Anthony Davis, more in his prime, but he has missed games. And so when you have the risk of injuries and guys who may miss time, you've got to have depth. That's going to be a challenge for the Lakers now as they try to piece this roster together here in free agency. Adrian Wozniarowski, ESPN Senior NBA Insider, joining us in studio here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, Bart Scott, Freddie Coleman on ESPN Radio and ESPN News. Going to the second part of his question, who has more pressure not has not won a championship involving those two former teammates, James Harden in Brooklyn and Russell Westbrook in Los Angeles? Well, I think James Harden, because he's, prob- he's still uh, an all-NBA player in his prime, I think there's a bigger burden on perhaps a James Harden than there is. Ru- Russell Westbrook's a clear number three in L.A. And, uh, and listen, in Brooklyn, playing with Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, uh, I, I don't know. I, I think players of that caliber want to win championships. James Harden came to Brooklyn because he thought that was his best chance to do that. And obviously, Russell Westbrook now getting a chance you know, to go to L.A. Uh, it, it's clearly the priority for both guys. And they're both going to have great opportunities at it. The one guy I left out with the Lakers, Dennis Schroeder, who is their point guard who – I think they had, you know, hoped when they traded and brought him in from Oklahoma City a year ago that they were going to sign him to an extension this year. Now that I'm not sure that's that's going to be the case now for the Lakers. They can work on a sign and trade with Schroeder to a team that doesn't have salary cap space. A lot of teams in need of a point guard, and that might be something to bring them back 
a couple pieces uh, and get them some depth to the roster. Has the Philadelphia 76ers located the new phone number for Ben Simmons? Have they been able <laughs> to track him down? I feel like it's where's Waldo. And um, where are we at with that story? Is he going to be trade? I mean, we, we thought that maybe he can be a, a draft night trade, but yeah. you know, how do you see that situation working itself They're out? They're asking for a lot, Bar. I mean, Philly – You'd think they were trading Will Chamberlain. <laughs> yeah. They're asking for a lot. Uh, They're so, trying to trade Neville Chamberlain more yeah. than anything else. <laughs> uh, and I understand. I understand why they would. And they want an all-star back. They want multiple first-round picks, multiple pick swaps. And teams are not seeing – no team has stepped up and said, hey, we're going to gut our roster for Ben Simmons. And I think your value is going to be a little bit down – he has great value. There's great – everybody would love to have Ben Simmons, but it's at what price? Right. And so for Philly, they've got time to continue to work through this. We've got free agency starting. You know, that starts a whole nother, um, you know, window of, of deal-making in the league. But he's got four years left on his contract. And so it's certainly not a player like, let's say, a Bradley Beal with a year left where the, he, you can walk and, and get nothing for him. We're not – he's just starting this big new deal – but the Sixers, Ben Simmons, they would they would all like to work together to figure out a new home for him and not have him have to report to training camp. But he may have to. He may have to come back and play well early in the season, kind of recoup some of that value, not have the last thing people see being that Atlanta series. And then maybe you revisit this at the trade deadline, or maybe they play great and you say, maybe we can all piece this back together. But I think Ultimately, his future is going to be somewhere else. What about Damian Lillard's future? Where, does that, where do you think that lies? I think it's in Portland. You know, again, three years left on his contract. You, you don't have much leverage when you have that much time left on your deal. You really can't dictate where you'd be traded. Uh, the team can send you anywhere they like. They can get back the best return. And the team trading for you knows this guy's going to be here. With one or two years left, the team is like, I don't know how much I want to give up for a player who can walk out the door. With three years right. left, you're going to see markets that may not be as appealing as New York, Philly, Miami, L.A. stepping up. But David Lillard, listen, I think he wants to win, certainly. I think they've got a good team in Portland. Mm-hmm. I think Chauncey Billups is going to impact that team. And I think Terry Stotts was a great coach for a very long time there, had a lot of success. But I think Chauncey Billups defensively is going to make that team better, I think. Um, and this is a team that's still in the Western Conference, went healthy with C.J. McCollum, who was having his best season last year before he went down early. You know, this is still a formidable team in the West. It's still just a little backcourt. I mean, to, you know, I understand the best story to me is Dame Lillard to Golden State. You know, I just feel like Golden State's been taking receipts of everybody that's been kicking them while they're down, and they have the most assets to potentially yeah, that, give up for Dame Yeah, that's not really dollar. a fit. They wouldn't be in that. Yeah, I think he and Steph Curry are like that's yeah. see, maybe see, not complimentary. See this, Wolves? This was my bubble. Pow! <laughs> <laughs> the boy can dream. Though. The boy can dream. New York City never sleeps. Neither does Adrian Wojnarowski. ESPN NBA Insider. It's also a pleasure to talk with him here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Woj, thank you, my friend. Thanks for having me, guys. <laughs> Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Thanks to Nature Valley. We, they we bring the energy to your mornings, but sometimes the commute and those early mornings wear you out. When that happens, grab a Nature Valley granola bar and head outside for a quick mid-morning break to experience the energizing power of nature. 
And I got a read, too, from ND, so I'll take it from here. Finding the perfect hire can feel like finding or searching for a needle in a bottomless haystack of resumes. Indeed makes hiring fast and simple with 135 skilled tests to help candidates prove they have the experience for your job that your job requires. Their powerful hiring platform even helps you schedule and conduct video interviews right on their site, which probably is why Indeed delivers four times more hires than all the other job sites combined, according to Talent Nest. Learn more about finding your next great hire. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. Hey, it's Greeny, and Friday might be the busiest day of the summer. We have the NBA draft behind us, the baseball trade deadline right in front of us. We'll have complete coverage. Don't miss it. It's Greeny starting 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. He's Bart Scott and Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin on ESPN Radio. ESPN News presented by Progressive Insurance and also brought to you by Indeed. It's hiring becoming your second job. Quit the hassle and get on Indeed. You'll find great candidates fast with instant match. Just sponsor a post and instantly receive a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. So this is Emmanuel Sanders, now with the Buffalo Bills. He's played with some serious quarterbacks in his NFL career. But does he love himself some Josh Allen, his new quarterback? Take a listen. we got a great team here. I mean, just the, the past two practices have just been amazing. See the offense, the defense, playing with Steph and Bees and Josh. I mean, Josh made a throw today that I haven't seen, like, uh, a post ball to Cole Beasley. It was crazy, like, mouth dropping. I've been in the league 12 years, so. Uh, you know, I'm excited, uh, you know, about what, you know, they've created out here. And, you know, I think that we got opportunity, obviously. I'm thinking Josh Allen's getting a big-time Christmas present in his stocking this year from Emmanuel Sanders with the Buffalo Bills. If you can just see the eye roll of my compadre, 
Bart Scott here. This dude said he's seen a ball that he's never seen in his career. Dude played with Ben Roethlisberger and Drew Brees. And you saw something you ain't never saw before. Oh, I'm sorry. And Peyton Manning. Come on. You're killing me, son. I was born that night, but not last night, man. Come on, man. Quit brown nose and get that off your nose, man. Somebody give me a wet wipe. Okay. Hi, Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah, he'll talk to you after the show, by the way. You guys can talk about that. All that got us thinking. Bart Scott, who played in the National Football League, played a great job at linebacker. Who are the top five quarterbacks that wild Bart the first time he saw them. We're going to get to Bart's rankings brought to you by Dell for your small business needs. Call a Dell Technologies advisor today. Do that at 877 ask Dell. 877 ask Dell. So I'll start number five. Number, number five. This quarterback. Who was his name and how did he wow you? Well, he was looking like Doogie Hauser because he was, you know, he always taught, touted himself as a. Um, genius saying, oh, I graduated high school at 16, but he had white hair. I was like, what the hell going on? Then I saw little Junior Whopper hands. You know, he, you know, he, he could throw the hell out of the ball. So, you know, he was a, uh, the starting quarterback one of the year. I don't remember what year with the Baltimore Ravens. But I would have to go to number five quarterback that wild me was Doogie Hauser himself, Jeff Blake. I would never put Doogie Hauser and Jeff Blake together. Well, he's smart. No. Just ask me. He'll tell you. Okay. Number four. Number four. Who was that guy? Number four. I tell you what, man. We came in here. We didn't expect this guy to be a starter. We was going with Troy Smith that year. He was supposed to be just a consolation prize, a guy that we thought would be ready for the future. He was forced into action. And I used to tease him. His first nickname for me was Frida and, and Bert because he had the world's strongest unibraw. I know that usually goes to Anthony Davis. But I tell you what, when I saw this kid throw that out route 15 yards, Mm-hmm. And, it, and it whizzed by my head. I said, this dude got a cannon, cannon, cannon. And that was Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco is my number four pleasant surprise. We took him all the way to the AFC Championship. No doubt about that. Number three. Number three, man. Like The only guy I ever saw laugh at me or laugh at us because he smoked us out of a blitz. And then this was a year that was just so special. And because I really never played in uh, you know, the NFC East, mm-hmm. you know, every once in a while we would play the Philadelphia Eagles. But I didn't know how good Donovan McNabb was. He was even especially better and, and, and tremendous when he got T.O. That was a special year. They were unstoppable. You know, I can remember him throwing a ball to T.O. and T.O. mocking Ray with the Ray Lewis squirrel <laughs> dance. <laughs> Number three quarterback that surprised me pleasantly, Donovan McNabb. Number two. Number two, this guy still haunts me at times. I mean, this guy was one of the most talented quarterbacks that I've ever gone against, but he was probably on one of the most dysfunctional organizations that I ever went against. Okay. I mean, I don't think these guys even still don't have an indoor practice facility. That is wow. amazing that you can be an Shade. NFL team and don't have an indoor practice facility. You practice across the road. <laughs> you practice across the road outside on turf. It might be AstroTurf. I don't know. It's probably Man. refurbished with how cheap they are. But thank God they were because it kept them from kicking our butt. I tell you what, Carson Palmer was amazing. People forget about Chris Henry, you know, who tragically lost his life. TJ, who's your mama? And Chad Ocho Senko. I call him Chad Johnson. I tell you what, Carson Palmer was the number two most impressive quarterback. If he never got injured, you know, I think they beat the Steelers and they give the bungles. Yes, the bungles. Since they were led by Norman Boomer Esiason, would have been back to the promised land. But I tell you what, thank you, Bungles, for being so dysfunctional. Carson Palmer is my number two most surprising quarterback. Number one. They always said, don't hurt a good player. Mm -hmm. But I tell you what, we hurt a bad player, and they put in a good player. I can remember the vaunted Baltimore Ravens defense. We were circling like sharks, and we saw blood in the water. And that water and that body that we chummed up was Tommy Maddox. (laughs) 
man. Sometimes you heard you heard, you heard you heard a bad player, but you want him in because a, a good sure. player come in. Man, we was like, get up, Tommy. It's okay. <laughs> Once we saw Ben Roethlisberger make his debut and come in, they didn't win the game, but we was like, this is going to be a problem because this is only the first of the two matchups that we have. And we was like, come on, Tommy. It's okay, man. Get up, man. It ain't that bad. Walk it off, man. He couldn't walk it off. And Ben Roethlisberger took that team to 15 straight wins, almost won a Super Bowl in his rookie year, and then Ben haunts me in my dream because the Pittsburgh Steelers stopped me from going to the Super Bowl two times in my career, and it was our fault that Ben ever got started. Maybe Tommy Maddox would have delayed his start, and we could have got a Super Bowl. I could have got a chip. Ben Roethlisberger, a.k.a. Michael Myers, I hate you. So you're saying But you, I love you. So you said you were the Mo Lewis to yes, his new Yes, his yes, yes, we was the Mo Lewis. You know what I mean? We started, like, come on, Tommy. Hey, man, he got in there and he started making some plays. We say, Tommy, come back. You're okay, right? It ain't that bad. It's just a flesh wound. Yeah, he couldn't even talk after you, what you guys did to him. Yeah, he tried to, uh, then you tried they, to give him, like, <laughs> inspiration. <laughs> he, he walked off like Mason Rudolph, look, when he had that, oh, when boy. they took the face mask Let's off. Let's not bring that up. Tommy, it's okay. We don't want Steelers fans. We sorry, Tommy. We sorry, Tommy. Speaking of big men. How much? I mean, we. I, I firmly believe it's his last year in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Realistically, how much does he have left? In your opinion, um, I think he's at the point where Peyton Manning was. We, he still has one or two good years left, but he has to be on a certain type of roster. Okay. You know, he has to have a strong running game. You know, people talk all everything that he's saying. He only threw ten interceptions last year. He just he got a tired arm. You know what I mean? And, and the injury started to set in. Whenever you have to throw the ball that much because you have a lack of a running game. You know, teams start sitting on routes and teams start dropping back because they're saying, hey, we can stop you with a light box, but what we're going to do is we're going to undercut some of these routes. We're going to put extra people in the windows. Right. We're going to jump stuff because we don't have to allocate defensive resources to stop in the, stop in the run. So then, you know, he struggled at the end and he looked tired and his arm looked weak. But I tell you what, Peyton Manning was, you know, like I always say, once a man, twice a baby. And okay. now he's back to being a baby, and now this is when his team has to carry him. Much like John Elway team carried him, much like the Denver Broncos carried Peyton Manning, but he's still effective. But he's smart enough, and his football acumen is high enough to be able to to get team the team in the best best position, the best place. A la Omaha, Omaha. <laughs> it's going to be really weird if he decides to play another season if it's not in Pittsburgh, seeing him in a different uniform, but. He won't be the first person. He won't be the last dude that that happens to. Bart Scott, Freddie Cohen in on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio and ESPN Don't News. at me, Cincinnati. That's I don't right. want to hear nothing. One NFL quarterback has wilded for 14 cheap. years. He might be doing for a new team next year. That's next.